Hello, it is me, back again with another audio diary. I want to give a bit of background on to who I am, even though I'm keeping this anonymous. I am a female, I identify as she slash her, and I'm also in my mid-twenties. I'm 24 at the moment, turning to 25, and I'm also a creative. I do graphic design for a living, but I'm also an artist as well. So I illustrate and I do some personal art. I also am Asian and I live in a first world country, which I'm privileged to live in. And so I have a heritage and culture that I grew up with, which was Asian and also alongside Western culture which has influenced my way of thinking and when I was young I used to be a lot more conflicted with the way I think and now growing up I've come to accept that it's part of my life. Growing up Asian and also growing up in a Western school it was a struggle because I was the youngest. Normally the youngest is spoiled but I was treated like I was stupid. I'd say I have a lot more of opinions about things and I'm like fire, I guess, when I was younger. I would argue a lot. I would be kind of aggressive. The thing about me when I was younger was that I was true to myself, which is what I respect. And I kind of lost that along the way, being told I was stupid or that my opinions were stupid or that I was too young to understand things. Those kind of things made me feel like I wasn't worth anything. And so I think all my life I've been seeking this validation. I've been getting this inferiority complex because of being told I'm stupid or being told I'm not good at anything or just pretty much. And like I would take things so personally growing up. Deep down I was lonely, I was sad. And I felt like I didn't have anyone to talk to. Like, it was my own family saying all these things, and I know they've changed. I no longer, like, argue with them about these kind of things. Like, I realized that I don't want to destroy our relationship because of something petty like this. But, like, when I was younger, those were the kind of things that made me just... Oh, that made me just cool. Like, it was just hard to get through, and um, I think it was just bottled up. A lot of the coping was through my imagination world, where I started it. I probably have had it way before I think that I started it. I'm gonna say that it, I was really conscious of it when I was 11. Um, that was when I was conscious and decided that it would be my coping mechanism. But before that, I'm sure I had it. You know, children have imagination, of course. With my imagination world, I would imagine characters. And because social media was just starting too back then, and the internet, I looked to the internet as well and saw many, like, idols that I would have worshipped. <laughs> I just didn't want to be, like, associated with those girls who, or boys too, that worship their idol to a point that's so unhealthy. And I just didn't think I wanted to admit it, but I created like an imagination world where I did develop like a parasocial relationship with these characters. I think it was something because I wanted to be in control of it. And 
thinking back into control, it's like being going through that experience of feeling like I don't have a voice um, as a young person made me feel like that was out of my control and I hated that. I just hated being out of control. But I'm also scared of the version of me that <laughs> gets too in control. Like I've seen that version and it hurts because what happens after usually hurts. So yes, um, I've lived a life where growing up I don't even know if my opinion's right and I always play it off in doubt because it's almost easier and I don't want to be disliked because it, it felt awful and now I'm trying to reverse all of this kind of stuff in my life currently. I'm trying to use ways to like be confident again to regain myself again and that's what I've been going through recently as part of my journey is like developing myself and building myself back up again finding the things I originally enjoyed just finding myself again finding my power my voice empowering myself like I wanted to make this podcast for that reason in a way to being able to talk about this and empower myself and find my way again that's that's what's important to me so um yeah that's a bit of background maybe that's a bit more than a bit <laughs> I do want to keep talking about it so I will yes yeah, so that imagination world and coming back to the parasocial thing about it I call it parasocial because I know my characters don't exist and when I imagine my characters I'm not actually there with them I'm just like watching them so it's parasocial they don't know I exist it's like the internet stars you see today that get worshipped by fans or like stands you might call them now the internet idols they don't know that these people exist but the but when you put yourself online and you put your life online you attract fans that want to be closer to your life and I know because I imagine my characters and they were like godly to me I had created my own parasocial relationship with them and didn't realize, didn't want to admit. Maybe I knew this whole time and just put a blind eye to it. I know because that's what I did and that didn't help me. Like it just shut me, shut me out. It made me continue to procrastinate because this imagination world, while it gives me diversity and collecting different inspirations and um, developing these characters to feel in control because um, I could control their life and make their life whatever I want um, but that was mainly gained from seeing things all the time and seeing other people's profiles and part of me wanted to live a real life and so I'd try to make it realistic as possible and social media realizing over time that the the portrayals of social media isn't always real and same with like you know comics and movies and stuff they're not always real they're someone else's imagination so it's like imagination inception you know it's like I'm imagining someone's imagination but putting my own spin on that imagination say so that's been my world and now I'm sort of grieving in a way because I've been with this imagination world for like a decade plus and so it's almost weird to let it go I'm almost resistant to the change yet I know that it's 
necessary for me to grow and develop as a person. I've done a few audio diaries in the past where I talked about my imagination world and how it sees me and how I have two versions of myself, like one called Safe Zone and one called Boss Lady. That was actually where I started to get the idea for my tarot card series actually. Like, um, because I was like, oh there's so many different versions of me and I saw the tarot cards as a way, because they had um, different representations and meanings of humanity. It's basically um, an expression of my personality through the tarot cards, the major arcana. I was like, yeah, I, I want to explore my personality through these, um, do it for myself, you know, challenge myself because I like making characters and yeah, just do a long-term self personal art project. So I want to do what excites me and it excites me. <laughs> it's kind of empowering in that way. So, um, I'm enjoying the process of making it and even the technical stuff, I'm enjoying that. So it's a big substitute to my imagination world. Yeah, so yeah, once I'd experienced that feeling of just drawing and making something for myself and it was almost better it felt better like all of my body agreed all my soul agreed to it it was like it wasn't you know when I go to the imagination world I have to shut part of myself off to say that I'm you know that part of me that's productive and it's like this is you know this is unproductive you know this isn't real I have to shut it off when I go into my imagination world and it was um, I, could, I would say a crippling addiction because I'd go every night that's the other thing about me I'm pretty much a night owl and I am actually still working on my sleeping patterns that's something that I've been really awful at yeah I've had a couple I'm having a couple of different personal journeys at the same time like my weight loss journey too and I've only just been able to work and work on my habits for my um, weight loss but I'm still working on my mental health my sleeping which is a big thing currently like I'm making this huge realization about my imagination world and it's just like ugh, it's kind of heartbreaking <laughs> uh, mostly really lame when I think about it that I had a parasocial relationship and want to think I was better than this group of girls who are obsessed um, so I was like, that's so toxic at the time. And I was like, I don't want to be those girls. But secretly I'd stalk them, the idol, and um, secretly, you know, watch the videos and such. And then I'd use that inspiration and transfer that to my own characters in my imagination world. Um, and they'd be godly, they'd be like alien species, they'd be different. I don't know. They'd just be my version of godly and I could control that and that made me feel in control because I had this desire all these desires would be transferred to these characters like the desire to be famous and recognized and acknowledged because I wasn't when I was a kid the desire to be cool and quirky and interesting because I wasn't as a kid or the desire that I was cool and interesting but I, I was like a shadow as well and no one knew but when they knew it was like 
cool and now it's the character that's attractive as well or the character that's you know it's very experimental it basically had my ideal traits and also personality traits that I would love in a person and yes to an extent myself it just says so much about me <laughs> when you look at it in a like new light and a new perspective and I th- honestly wouldn't have come to these conclusions without mm, the talks I had with my my psychologist and you know what like I first started going to like therapy when I was like around 15 like a teacher saw that I was so stressed and I think she did the right thing because I like I've been raised to think mental health was bad and that it was like a sign of weakness which it's not true at all reaching out talking about it is is the right way to go you're healing yourself like I wanted to share that because like I think it's the turning point in my life I'm in a turning point and recently I've been in a spot of growth but also a spot of change and I can feel resistance to the change but I can also feel also see the future me adapting to this change and accepting it it's it's just it's just interesting looking back at why I do the things I do um, I watch a lot of like social video essays which like analyzes these kind of behaviors because it's becoming increasingly common um, it just goes to show how isolated we are we all are and how we're using it all as some type of escapism like I've been down that dark road so dark um, you just get so detached so out of touch with people it's almost like I felt like I don't need people even though the people in my imagination world weren't real they were just my imagination um, and I'm grieving at the moment it's like a part of me feels like it's going to disappear it feels like it's going to die I feel like I'm sitting besides the person who made the 11 year old me who made that imagination world like the imagination world itself it's like if it was a person and it was in a hospital bed and it had like a terminal disease or something and I was holding its hand saying it's, it's alright I mean I'll visit you so often but it felt it just feels like it's dying a bit and it's good um I kind of need it to be honest it's sad because you've been with it for so long decade long of it the more I live I guess I'm thinking of ways to be more purposeful in my life and discovering my voice as I grow up discovering what's important to me knowing that I can take or leave advice even I'm changing (laughs) I'm changing yeah that's what's happening I'm changing as a person and I honestly look forward to it even if I have to sacrifice some of the things that have meant so much to me and have like honestly the imagination world it's done so much for me I was able to go through high school and middle school 
a bit of primary school as well where I felt isolated in school as well like in primary school I was bullied sort of happened in middle school too high school I was still you know I was just immature back then too like I didn't know how to deal with my feelings I wasn't ever taught anything about it and I don't think anyone is when you're young early 2010s you're just not taught anything like that to like deal with your emotions deal with criticism deal with bullying for that time it was like no one knew that it was that important but now they do like it's a learning lesson for people as well because nowadays people at least the education department they are like taking action with mental health and like helping young people which like those are things I support because I know as a struggling young person back then, the imagination world was definitely a big coping mechanism. Um, even if I had like a parasocial relationship, I felt closer to the people in my imagination world. Even if I was observing their life, you know, they were perfect to me. They were cool. And I know I visit, I used to visit it very often. It just carried on, like it became a habit became an addiction and now living my life you know not I think I just started to feel fed up that my time is taken elsewhere and I can't help it even if it gives it gave me pleasure but then it was just like it almost felt pointless as well because it was like what was I besides getting temporary pleasure what was I really getting out of it is there any long-term thing that I'm getting out of it And I think that's what made me think and keep thinking and watching these video essays, I think, and talking to the psychologists, I think that started to plant like a seed in me that something is like, you know, like I'm procrastinating, I'm hurting myself, I'm not doing anything for myself, Um, I'm making myself smaller, you know, and I didn't mention this, but a lot of my depression does come from comparison and Growing up, especially in an Asian household, uh, when I was a young girl, I would be compared to to my brother, saying that you know he was smarter, he was doing better than me, he was smart in IT, and I wasn't smart in anything. Art wouldn't get me anywhere, and um, he wouldn't get told off. I would get told off for you know things like not being ladylike, and it was just all this traditions that like Asian culture had and then I was just conflicted with the open thinking of Western culture and I didn't I felt torn apart by the two but yeah looking back um, it was like me being the youngest and being a girl as well as compared to my brother and I was compared to my relatives like my cousins and they would get like really great perfect scores like my parents would be like oh look at your cousin she's got like a pluses and she's got like a hundred on a test she's doing so well better than you and it was always like that it was like better than you and it was this asian culture of like they don't really show love directly to their child and say i love you it's always like i think they that there's always this miscommunication like they're I realized later when I grew up that their intention was to see you be better and see you improve, 
but um, it did kind of work in reverse and like I ended up getting depressed and comparing myself and when I started opening that up to my parents and they were just like no you just no like you're just um crazy you know you I just felt like I was losing my brain cells (laughs) so yeah that was driving me insane and I um you know I was so glad I so glad that my school picked up on it in western culture that like mental health was really important so especially being like a creative and an artist you know I used to think it was so unfair like that other people would get popular and I didn't think that artwork was like worthy of that popularity when actually it's unfair to think that way but you don't even know how hard they worked for that or you know like and it's it's unfair to think that way because like it's not about the popularity it's about the art is about doing it for yourself it's problem solving art is your personal journey that's something I try to remind myself every day to be to 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 give power to myself because after I realized how self-destructive I've been what I've been doing to myself like the imagination world while it gave me that diversity it took away my time took power away from me I felt smaller in the end it was like what was I doing to myself it's like any other addiction like smoking and stuff you do it because it temporarily feels good but then like what is it doing to you you know (laughs) that's what made me feel like shit first I was aware and then like I still kept doing it even if I was aware but like after like being I think just doing it over and over and feeling the effects of it feeling detached feeling like I'm destroying my relationships because I'm so detached I'm so aloof it just it just felt awful because those people were doing so much for me and I was being an asshole really I'm just um, using people in that sense and I hated that about myself it was like how dare I you know how dare I be that person and it wasn't right like you know that it still sticks out to me this quote that I want to leave the podcast with is this idea that showing up showing up is important like even how difficult even if you think that taking yourself out is safer and that it would be better for everyone keep showing up to take yourself out of the equation you're taking power away from yourself you're making yourself forgettable and because that's important to me to make myself known to be recognized to be acknowledged I realized that that's not what I want. I want to be remembered. I want to be acknowledged. I want to feel needed. And how do I do that? I keep showing up. I keep trying. I think part of me wanted to take self-responsibility because I knew that I was an asshole. I was self-destructive and by showing up I'm facing my fears I'm not running away I'm trying and I'm taking responsibility for all the time I've lost all the things I've done and 
this toxic mindset that I had when I was younger, which was my coping mechanism and everything, and turning my life around. And I think while it seems at first to, it's very, it's very vulnerable um, course of action. It actually, I think, and I also believe that it will empower me. I just don't think it's good to take yourself out of the equation and run away when I believe that experiences are thrown at you to learn from them. And I think, and I am very grateful, um, even though they were not the best to experience, at least I learned something and that's helped me to grow as a person, helped me to mature think about things through and I quote from another podcast that I listen to called Hurry Slowly. I'm referencing is holding space for yourself. That one is um, talking about how women when they're pregnant with a child they're not thinking about how the baby's limbs are being made. They're just living but inside something is brewing and it's the baby being made and it's kind of that analogy is kind of linked back you know like to growing and planting seeds in your head you listen to a different variety of advice Um, you see different things on the internet and they get stored in your brain and um, what's interesting about that is like it does come back you're like oh what the heck why am I thinking about this? Or what what happened? Like, <laughs> where did I get this thought from? And you probably saw it somewhere and then you forgot that you saw it. And then you remember it again when the time is relevant for some reason. You're like, oh, I remember that someone said something like that. And now I'm facing this problem and there was advice or something like that. And it's like when you're ready, your your brain takes out that information that you heard somewhere and you kind of forgot where it came from, but somehow you're like, oh, now I want to kind of investigate and take it apart a little and dissect it and find out more. So yeah, that's, um, quoting back to that episode, that's kind of what it means, like, to hold space for yourself and, you know, you're, you're growing regardless <laughs> Um, and all of this regret, um, that I had and that I'm having, it's, it's part of me letting go and forgiving myself and showing up is also part of that. It's being brave and vulnerable and courageous to keep going, even though, you know, like, oh, the life is scary. Reality is scary and you want to escape, but you just try and keep going. And I think um, the learning lesson that I'm picking up uh, as I live my life is just keep going and keep showing up and trying. It's something, you know. But yeah, I mean, I've rambled for too long. And um, I, yeah, I want to leave leave the audio diary with that. That advice is keep showing up and and right now I'm doing an activity by my therapist she told me to write down all the different activities that make me feel good 
not the imagination world stuff, but actual real life activities that just make me feel good. And like, for example, exercising makes me feel good, visiting and catching up with a friend, uh, trying something new, learning something new, making something new, illustrating, obviously, <laughs> like I mentioned before, the tarot cards. Yeah, like those kind of things make me feel good. And it's, you know, to record your mood and rate your mood before and then rate your mood after out of like 10 or something and like see how often it happens as well I feel a lot better even though I'm still depressed having a chat about this and even just talking about this through my audio diary it feels nice and I I hope you guys are you know if you're listening I hope you're having a good day and you're staying safe from COVID wherever you are thank you for listening